0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You're hey, welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. George Gilroy is with me uh, from Off the Ball. I didn't have to pay for you to come in here. Hey, right? hey, hey. shots
1: fired. <laughs> <laughs> You do, actually, yeah.
0: Oh, God almighty. Well, I don't have to. Somebody's no. paying for you to be here. I would hope, at least. Um, so, listen, the subscription model, people will know this, or maybe some people don't. So, for, you know, we would have people listened to the show, no interest in sport in the wide-earthy world. What's wrong
1: with those people? Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe this has escaped them. What has Off The Ball announced this week?
1: Uh, so, this week, we announced that all of our long-form, on-demand content will be available to subscribers only. So, if you want to listen to our long-form audio podcasts, then you pick your platform... Some people prefer Spotify, some people prefer uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, the, the Purple Podcast app on your iPhone. And some people prefer our own app, which is the Off The Ball app. And you subscribe on that and then you listen on that. If video was your thing, and that was for a lot of people, um, then you can subscribe on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, all those big tech companies don't speak to each other. They kind of hate each other. And so uh, if you want to listen on one form of audio, that's the one that you have to to stick on. And that's been a bit of a, an education this week for people. But um, in essence, right, Off the Ball is a small part of the Bauer Media uh, Empire, whereas News Talk is obviously a much bigger part. Today FM is a much bigger part, and those radio stations have licences to broadcast on the FM dial. Um, we, as a radio station, a small radio station, which was. Exclusively on digital, much tinier, you know, mm. uh, dealing in tens of thousands of of people listening on our streams. Apart from obviously on the radio show that goes out in Newstalk, so there's a bit. It's a bit complicated for people to get their heads around. It's like, oh, but you're actually part of Newstalk. In 2017, we stopped being part of Newstalk as a business, and we have our own profit and loss account and our own, um, you know, well, the same functions that everybody else has and our, our same budgets to meet. Uh, so one of the things that became abundantly clear to us, particularly through COVID, was that if we wanted to retain ability to forecast into the future and to plan new things and develop new shows like the football pod and the herding pod and take those shows on the road and take the even show on the road and, you know, just build more broadcasters and, mm-hmm. and more producers and more vision mixers and sound engineers. We needed uh, more secure financial planning, which means regular income. And uh, it turns out people generally are happier now than they have been at any point in history previously to pay for content they like. So we're making more long-form content available, and we hope that people will support us. The value exchange we think is pretty good. If you yeah. sign up for the year, it's ninety-nine ninety-nine, and you divide that by fifty-two, it's like one ninety a week. Yeah. So, and for that, you're getting about fifty or sixty podcasts, uh, or if it's videos your thing, you're getting fifty or sixty videos on YouTube. A lot of people are very angry. This is what happens. You make a change in life, people mm. get angry. And we hope that the anger will dissipate. Well,
0: it's it's anger we've seen before uh, directed at other media outlets. You know, the Irish Times did this. INM, Independent News Media did it. The 42 are part of the journal group. They did this. And, and every time it happens, I guess, look, if, if, if you're getting something for free and somebody suddenly turns around and says, you know, well, I'll put it this way. Lots of people listening to this now and they're in their car. And the car, that the road they might be driving on doesn't have a toll. And if the government came and put a toll on it and said, well, listen, we maintain that road, though, you know, and this is how we're going to pay for it. People will understandably be angry because they were getting a thing for free and now they have to pay for it. doesn't mean that there's not a legitimate argument to put a toll on the road or indeed to put the... I've just described you as comparable to a toll bridge, the, one the, of the most hated yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> pieces of infrastructure N- in the country.
1: Uh, um Look, it's, a, it's an excellent analogy. Uh, I do understand that there are people screaming at the radio going, ah, but that's fine. Like, it, the world is mad full of choice. There is loads of uh, of options available. The Newspapers are a good example because you generally get like a couple of free reads a month. You can have three free podcasts a month of your choice. You can go and listen to three of our podcasts on the Off The Ball app, any three you want. We don't yeah. pick them for you. You pick them, you select them, and when they're over if you're interested in any listening to any more you've hit the bit where you have to subscribe um and I, I, like it definitely feels like this is the way that the media is not going has gone like we're we're mm. late adopters to this um but yeah you're right every, everybody else has gone through this and has has had a backlash i think people feel a bit more sense of ownership over off the ball because we're on air every day and we're such a, a part of their lives and uh we don't we don't take that for granted in any way like um so we just hope that they'll come with us.
0: And how has the reaction been beyond well, the, the Twitter anger? Which, uh, which I have to say, I, you know, I kind of was following some of it and I realised some of these people, I guarantee, don't listen to a single solitary second of Off The Ball. This is just people who are perennially angry.
1: Uh, yeah, there's there's also a, a specific cohort of people who don't like the fact that we aren't just talking about the left-back and the right-back, but we are more interested in the context of the ownership of football clubs, of how the GEA is part of communities, of uh, the ethnic makeup of uh, our athletics team and how it's a wonderful, important moment for Ireland and uh, the integration that we need for the country to have some peace. Get um, your nose know, out of politics and culture, Jared. Exactly. Stay in yeah, your lane. Stay. Report on sport. But you know what? We're never going to do that. And we never did that from the very start. Like anybody who's ever listened to any of the stuff <laughs> yeah. all the way back to 2002 knows that's not the case. It's never been the case. And so that, that cohort are very angry and they're, you know, rallying the troops. Um, but there are people who are upset about it and I totally understand why you might be upset as you, with your um toll analogy, too, so we have to like have conversations with them over the next while um but the reaction has actually been really, really strong from loads of people subscribing uh the main platform so far has been our own platform and on Apple. The Spotify thing is a bit clunky and you can't sign up for the year. People are definitely seeing the value in the year. Okay. and Likewise with YouTube, you can't sign up for the year yet, but we're talking to them by trying to get that too. Um, in an ideal world, we'd give you everything, the video and the audio in the same place, but that's like very far away until Spotify and Google lay down arms and decide to come together and talk to each other. Which no one buys the other? Well, uh, are, there, are they not too big now? That would, I oh,
0: anyway, that's a whole other conversation. We'll stay in our langer.
1: Oh, you yeah. I mean? that's, that's for the business uh, people. We're <laughs> yeah, the only exactly. ones who are ever allowed to express an opinion about that.
0: Um, will we actually talk about sport then? We should, yeah. Because uh, the Premier League is back today. Uh, City are playing... Burnley tonight. Burnley away.
1: Yeah. So it's Vincent Kompany who... Uh, we had Daroche Shea on the show last night who has recovered from injury, signed for Burnley... And is describing Vincent Kompany as a genius. I really hope he's right. Because if he is, then Daryl Shea is going to be a much better footballer. And hopefully, Josh Cullen is going to play every minute of every game in the Premier League. And we've gone from a situation where there was a midweek fixture list last year in the Premier League where there was no Irish player playing for the first time in over a decade uh, to having 10 or 11 players who probably are close enough to being first team. Yeah. So from that perspective, it feels a little bit exciting that finally some of those players who've been wrestling with the championship for the last couple of seasons are getting an opportunity in the Premier League. Um, and look, I don't know how much attention you've been paying to the uh, transfer situation, but it's been wild over the last 24 hours. Uh, Moses Casado, a uh, world record fee, or an English record fee for midfielder midfielder, was, was uh, agreed at 111 million. The deal was hijacked. At one stage, Harry Kane was basically... Sitting in Stansted, ready to fly to Munich, and then his permission to fly was revoked, and then it was given back, and then no, hang on, that story not true. But a lot of like um, the next three weeks before the transfer window closes is going to be the most wild ride that we've seen in world football, and then you have two and a half weeks afterwards where the Saudi transfer window is still open, and I think that the change, the, the face of football is going to be changed by this transfer window, okay, in a way that we haven't seen before.
0: Um. In terms of the actual football, uh, I mean, is a City? City. I, I saw some kind of, uh, you know, every, they asked every BBC kind of pundit that they, they said use, City are going to win the league. Every single one of them, bar one, I think, so yeah. City. I think one person picked Arsenal because of Declan Rice. Yeah.
1: I. I so
0: you would assume... Miguel, I, I saw Miguel, though, in the paper during the week suggesting that Arsenal were now the complete outfit because of Declan Rice.
1: Right. He's been on the Arteta bandwagon since the very start, in fairness, even when it looked like they were going to sack him. He was holding firm to the notion that Arteta was somebody with a a different way of looking at things. I know lots of people disagree with that, but this is going to be the the proof in the pudding season for him. They've invested roughly 200 million quid. They're getting a new goalkeeper. They're fixing all the issues that they had. And, you know, um, that's about as much as you can hope for. Liverpool still have a lot of money, it seems, to spend. Mm. Um, Is thing things going to be interesting? Like, for example, if Erling Haaland was to get injured, will Manchester City be the same team this year? They don't have the same strength and depth. They've lost their inspirational totemic captain, Ilkay Gundogan, who's at Barcelona, but who isn't actually registered and who might be available on a free transfer if they don't register him before tomorrow. So we'll see what happens there. But it's it definitely... The, the Premier League has obviously disappeared for a couple of months and people have kind of forgotten about the madness. But it's peak madness at the moment. And I think it's very difficult to say anybody but City will win, but they're just a couple of injuries away from being quite thin.
0: Uh, here at home, can Kerry end the drought when the... Ladies Getty Football Championship.
1: This is the first time that Dublin and Kerry have ever played in is the women's football final. Yeah, in history. Um, I think they're the best team. but You think Kerry are the best team? I think so, yeah. And uh, there was a real nastiness to the game in Parnell Park earlier in the year uh, when the two teams met. And I hope there's a little bit of nastiness in the game and a bit of bites <laughs> and... Uh, it, it should actually be really good and it looks like the weather is going to be terrible tomorrow but okay again a bit showery on Sunday so hopefully it won't be ruined
0: um, I don't know I was going to ask about the, the fact that it's all done and dusted then this is the end, This is the official end of the intercounty season on yeah. Sunday Yeah, there's nothing left to happen
1: yeah I mean I, I, have we had this conversation before where like if you were the LGFA and the Camogie Association now you'd be rolling into your quarter-final semi-final and final yeah. and all of the main Gaelic correspondents would be covering the sports and the popularity would explode. That's what I would have done as opposed to, oh, you know, well, the clubs. But apparently it's to do with access to pitches and largely the men in the clubs around the country still control the pitches. And so um, the whole one club model needs a little bit of help and the integration process. The survey's gone around at the moment. I don't know if you get a survey. Yeah, I got a survey. Yeah, yeah, to do, yeah. My first one went into the, the spam folder. But um, I don't know. It doesn't make that much sense. I think that like there's a real opportunity if if the Camogie quarterfinals and semifinals and finals were on this month wouldn't that be much better? Yeah. Because they got no coverage. Even no though they, they
0: were, got no yeah they got very little coverage.
1: Like Cork played Kilkenny and Galway in quarters and semis which was repeats of the previous two years All-Ireland finals and there was a point and two points in them. Mm. They were clear to the matches that were going to decide the title Yeah, and nobody really paid too much attention to them because they were up against the men's hurling final semi-final of the football men's uh, football final and the semi-finals of the hurling as well.
0: Is that like... Yeah, it's kind of self-defeating to uh, be putting the product up against.
1: I think there's a way there to do it, but obviously there is a whole sense of, well, everybody needs to go on holidays at the same time. And I understand that, but like sometimes you just have to make some slightly um, brave decisions.
0: All right. Well, uh, listen, that's about it. Uh, can I ask very quickly about Rory McElroy. He, he uh, fired a shot across the bow of phil mickelson we we take a listen the talk of the golf world is this book excerpt that came out uh about phil mickelson i'm curious what the your reaction what the reaction in there was when you read about it
1: um i mean at least he can bet on the Ryder cup this year because he won't be a part of it so i like i mean maybe rory if he had his time again he'd be like well obviously that's private matter for phil to worry about the fact that he's Gambled a billion. Do- so the extract of the book says he's gambled a billion dollars. Yeah, but it's okay because he won nine hundred. So he's only lost a hundred million, and like, you know, he probably makes that in a year anyway. So it's like it's you know, um, Michael Jordan had a gambling problem, uh, but again, he was very rich. Like I, I, I mean, I don't know. Rich people gamble lots of money. I'm not that surprised.
0: Yeah, but uh, uh, so do you have less sympathy for him? Like it's a gambling addiction, well, possibly.
1: Is it? I don't know.
0: It, yeah, possibly. It, is like it could be, or maybe he's right? just like he just gets a bit of a kick out of it, and he has so much he doesn't care.
1: So I'm sure his his net worth over the thirty years that he's been a professional golfer and a businessman is way more than the hundred million that he's lost. Like maybe maybe this is completely wrong, and you can absolutely be an addict and it not have any significant impact on your life. But I would have thought that the the impact of it is the importance. You know, if he's gambling stuff he can't afford or it's compulsive, then that's terrible. Well, I
0: think he did talk before about there was a period I think he acknowledged it got reckless is how he described it, where one would suspect then he probably was gambling money that should have been invested elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he certainly had some interesting business practices which were investigated heavily, but for which somebody else ended up certainly Carrying the bulk of the can. Mm. There was an insider trading uh, allegation at one point against Phil Mickelson, which I'd actually be more concerned about because that's other people's, you know, as opposed to Phil's Phil's very rich. And as we see, he was able to generate tons of money from Liv, which probably wiped everything out.
0: All right. Even he could afford a subscription off the
1: ball. Yay. Go for the year, Phil. It's much cheaper.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Gilroy, uh, thank you very much, as always.